You're listening to the Leafs Convo Podcast presented by Oak Ridge Ford in London, Ontario. OakRidgeFord.com. 0% financing is going on right now, plus free winter tires and rims, TVs, and so much more. Message me on Twitter or through the community platform on our YouTube page to get more details. I can take care of you. Michael. This podcast is about a hockey team that we love so much, but right now I'm not giving too many thanks for the way it is playing. A 7-3 loser to the Tampa Bay Lightning at Scotiabank Arena. Is it the mausoleum on Bay? Is it the fact that this team is not running on all cylinders quite yet? Is it Dubas? Is it Babcock? What gives? Good morning, by the way. Good morning, Norm. Um, well, in honor of Thanksgiving, the Maple Leafs provided a turkey to the mm-hmm. 19,000 fans because that was that was a a i think incomplete and um wanting performance by by the team against against tampa bay a team that they should have been i think psyched to play against the team that won the president's trophy last year or a team that's loaded and you know has sort of a similar mindset to the leafs after losing in the first round to columbus the leafs lose the first round to boston these are teams that want to sort of turn the page and and uh you know have some progress and i you know i didn't let's just say this the, the the first period was entertaining for the people who were sitting there the coaches were not happy because seven goals in the first period, wide open, back and forth, giveaways, you know, uh, uh, Morgan Riley getting walked around by Kevin Shattenkirk and the, on the one goal. I mean, it, it was it was not it was a dreadful performance defensively. And when the Leafs, after the first period, were told to play a more responsible defensive style, they played a better second period from Mike Babcock's point of view, but they didn't score mm-hmm. and Tampa extended the lead and then they pulled away in the third. So. Now, this is three losses in a row. Uh, I think this is the worst of the three, probably the worst game of the season. And, you know, I think after the game, everybody was saying we have to be better. But the question is, how do you be better? And the way that you are better is to play at both ends of the ice. And so far, this team hasn't proved that they're willing to do that. We always play today so that tomorrow will be better than today. But I still want something today. And I'm not exactly thrilled with what I am seeing. The stat line, traditional from a Maple Leafs perspective, outshot, outhit, outblocked, the power play leaving something to be desired. Sure, we're, what, five, six games into the season? But I don't know. Is the team supposed to be better at 12 and then better at 18? And, but right now, still trying to find its way. Um, incomplete, clearly uh, one of the ways you could describe what happened. Messi. Who do you pin, pin it on, Mike? I mean, a lot of the comments that I'm seeing, and we're going to get to some OG and convert interaction here in the next couple of minutes. It's just a short podcast, yeah. by the way. But a lot of what I'm seeing goes back to Babcock. What's Bab? Why isn't Babcock uh, adjusting in game? Why isn't he, you know, um, matching the, the strategies that are coming from the opposition? <laughs> Look, we, we know Babcock's in a make or break year. When do the players just be be great? When when do when do the players uh, come together and ma- make something happen themselves? It's not as if any of them are being obstructed or hindered or um, you know uh, prohibited from being good NHLers and producing. So we talk about Babcock, but what about the players? Because to me, it seems like this is a good opportunity for you to get out there, stretch your legs, have some fun, and go and. 
win some hockey games? Does Babcock really need to start uh, adjusting in-game right now to, to match the opposition when his team, on paper, should be better than most teams they play? I mean, I'm not holding Babcock blameless for you know, what's going on right now, but it's, it's not just him. It's, it's everything right now. And, and the, this had to be expected in the sense that, like, on opening night, you had seven different players. That's mm-hmm. one third of your, a little over one third of your roster. There is going to be a settling in. There is, you know, the fact that Zach Hyman is not on that second line with Tavares and Marner, and clearly, Casper Kapanen is not a good fit playing his off wing on that line. But it's not just Casper Kapanen. It's not just Babcock. It's not just Frederick Anderson who did not have a good game. It's all of it, mm-hmm. and that, and that's. So you can't really jump to conclusions. I understand the fans saying, you know, what the hell is going on here? Fire Babcock, do this, do that. <laughs> it's, it's not happening. It's not happening. Uh, they're not going to be, they're not going to be in panic mode. You know, more than likely they're going to go to Detroit on Saturday and beat a team uh, in the Red Wings who are one of the worst teams in the league, even mm-hmm. though they've gotten off to a decent start. And if they, if they don't do that, then there might be reason to be concerned, but you know, this will ha- this will have to go on for a long time for them for there to be panic set in the uh, in the Leafs organization. Yeah, no doubt, Mike. The Leafs playing for Punch Imlac or John Brophy, this group should still collect a hundred points when all is said and done. Mike Babcock being replaced at this point, or honestly any point of this season, barring a you know catastrophic breakdown of communication and crap going on in the dressing room that is just too poisonous there's really nothing that can be adjusted with another head coach that's going to make this team appreciably better I'm sorry it's just it's just not the case these guys are good enough to be good every single night Um, what we saw against Tampa a team that the Leafs are not inferior to but behind in the standings behind in the minds of hockey fans and probably um, in their own minds, they feel inferior to the Tampa Bay Lightning, and Tampa Bay comes into their house, and the Leafs just can't rise to the occasion. Benny B on the community platform, youtube.com slash the Leafs combo. Tampa played a smart road game along with getting great bounces all night, and IH, I ate pants. What kind of liquor did you get through the whole game drinking? You know, One of the things that uh, I think was a key matchup and of course you can always say that this always happens to the Leafs that there's a good player on the other team he just happens to come back when they play the Leafs it was Braden Point's first game uh for Tampa after you know recovering from offseason hip surgery and they put him in between Kucherov and Stamkos and I believe that line combined for 11 points there was no there was no stopping that line and I mean you have three all-stars and it's a pretty it's pretty tough to, to shut that shut them down you have to try to limit them and there was no limiting Kucherov Stamkos or point last night DJ Olenek my Russian brother from a Russian mother I guess that works out JC Norm you can fill in the blanks mm-hmm. That game was pathetic. Barely any forecheck and physicality. We played AHL. They played NHL. Oh, and how many times did Nylander go in alone and shoot it? I don't want to crap on Nylander. Uh, I don't want to elevate Austin Matthews. I, I don't want to single anybody out. Maybe Freddie Anderson a little bit. But, yeah, this is the sentiment of fans. and We're a living, breathing uh, collection of people who live and breathe 
the Maple Leafs. And when the Leafs are going well, we, we will reflect that in the way we react to what we just saw. And uh, DJO is certainly a representative of a fan base right now that just wants better. And who can blame them? DJ is partially right. There was one or two players that actually did hit. I mean, Jake Muzzin laid out a couple pretty good checks during the game. Even Rasmus Sandin st- stood up. Uh, I think it was Carter Verhage, the former Leaf pick in the third period when the game was pretty much over with. But there was a few hits. But but his point is valid. I mean, look at the team that beat Tampa last season in the playoffs, Columbus. They ran them out of the rink. They played tough playoff hockey. They hit them. They were big. They were, you know, they weren't goons. They were just they had laying the body on a more talented team, and they and they inflicted some pain. And that's one that's one arrow that is not in the Leafs quiver when it comes to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They, 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 I mean, they can step up, they can be more speedy. They can be more skilled. They can, you know, go down that road. And if they can, if they can take advantage of that high end skill, then they're, then they're going to have some success. But if they need to play a game like Columbus did against a team like Tampa, I don't know what the Leafs are going to be able to do when it comes to the playoffs. If they have to play against a team that, it necessitates them playing like Columbus did against Tampa. That's not something that is available to them. They're a high skill team. If they can beat teams with skill, that's, that's a, that's great. But the prop, but the problem is that some teams can't simply just be beaten by teams with skill. They have to have uh, other things that, that contribute to their ability to win. And I don't know whether the Leafs, We'll have that when it comes to April in the playoffs. Mike, can you and I agree on something right here on the podcast as we record? Can we stop providing a disclaimer every time we suggest we'd like to see physical hockey, but we're not goons? Like prefacing the want for a higher tempo, higher intensity type of game, but assuring people we're not knuckle draggers and we're not Fraser McLaren lovers. Again, it's built into our mentality now. It's almost taboo to an extent to want anything that resembles hockey of the past. Um, There's nothing wrong with being bigger, faster, and tougher, and just as skilled as your opponents. And if you're bigger, faster, and tougher, that will be reflected in the way you play. I'm sorry, but look at the last two Stanley Cup champions. What did they have? (laughs) High-end skill and sandpaper Hallelujah. they had yeah they had tarasenko they had uh alex pitterangelo they had great goaltending in Pitt- biddington with mm-hmm. with the capitals they had because they had kuznetsov and carlson and Holpe, but they also had tom wilson they also had ryan o'reilly and patrick maroon and sammy blay and all these guys who would run you through the wall and i like i hope that kyle dubas is right and that he can that this team will advance through the postseason with a, a, a team built on high end skill. But I think it's still going to be incumbent upon this organization to find the Sammy Blaze and oh the Patrick Maroons for the for their team. And that you know, in my mind, that's guys like Mason Marchment, um, and you know, Muzzin is 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 is, is a solid two way defender who plays a physical brand of hockey. They need those guys as well as the skill. And if people don't see that you need everything, you need all aspects, they're short sighted. Yeah, I'd like to know what the discussions are like in the Maple Leafs boardroom. 
hedging your bets on a style of hockey that does not win. Why do that? Why would you not want to mix in elements of a game that wins? So I, th- I still think Kyle Dubas is just going to have to say to himself, look, um, the head coach's job's in peril. My job is I'm, I'm not going to be a lifetime employee of the Maple Leafs by any means. So I'm going to do what it takes to win a Stanley Cup. And if that means I have to bring someone in that uh, a lot of my constituency um, is revolted over, too bad. Winning a Stanley Cup, that's what it's about. And we go back to the players right now, okay? Well, Austin Matthews is getting his. Nylander looks okay, you know? He looks, or, or he looks fantastic, best player of all time. Um, Tavares got a goal. Okay, Marner's doing his thing. Great. These are, these are great things. But what happened at the end of the game? The other team had more goals than ours. And while fans love their players, and we all do, when I was a kid, I, Wayne Gretzky, I just want to see the box score. Baseball, George Brett, how many hits did he get? But mm-hmm. we, collectively, we need these players to contribute to a, a winning effort. And if Austin Matthews went goalless in 15, but the Leafs won 13 of those 15, I'd take that over what these guys do uh, individually any day. And uh, D- Dubas understands that collectively this team is going to have to make some some adjustments at some point. And uh, I, I'm, we're not ringing the alarm bells. We're not um, panicking or anything like that. But what we saw last night didn't cut it. What we see in Detroit had better cut it because the Leafs are light years better than the Wings. And those are the kinds of games, especially coming off those that go kerplunk. Uh, you really have to be emphatic about uh, the way you respond. Just a few other things, and then we'll get out of here. Ex Julian Bronk on Twitter, Babcock and Dubas are having a pissing contest, and it's going to cost us. It may cost Babcock his job, but Keith isn't the answer to a lack of team toughness. There we go again. Well, I mean, I like I I continue to believe that there's a philosophical divide between Dubis and Babcock, but it won't be aired publicly. There, you know, that that does the team no good. What I what I see though is that right now Babcock has a team that doesn't play Babcock style hockey, and you know, eventually I think we'll hear like we've heard in years past him complain. Uh, closer to the deadline about not having a fourth liner that would do this or somebody who would do that. So, you know, it's going, it it may bubble up. I mean, we know that this team is going to be successful, but I think that that philosophical divide is still there. And you're going to have, if they, if they fail for the fourth year in a row, you know, Babcock is likely going to be the, Mm -hmm. the scapegoat, but there will be some responsibility on the side of Kyle Dubas. If his experiment of going all skill and very little toughness results in the same it has the same result as it has the previous three years. It's insane, Mike. Why go that route when there's no proof that it will work? Clearly, well, he, it's what he be, it's what he believes. That's the thing. It's what he believes, and he's you know he's based on seeing what? Like, what, did, it, what has he seen? What precedent has been set to suggest I, where he the the route he's take if he is the route he's taking this team uh, will indeed lead to the ultimate, and that's winning a Stanley Cup. Who cares about? 100 point seasons and Austin Matthews, uh, you know, being one of the uh, emerging into a legend. It, it really comes down to winning Stanley Cups. Yeah, I, I, you'd have to ask him. I mean, I, I know that I, and my personal belief is that you need a team that can do multiple yeah. things and not, and not one not being one dimensional. And right now the Leafs, you know, after five games, after six games, you know, they look like a one dimensional offensive team who cannot play mm-hmm. defense. But 
it's it's a it's early and it's too too early to panic. So we'll you're see. in the scrums and the gaggles. You talk to the reporters prior. You talk to the reporters after, and then the big moment arrives when you are interviewing these players, these coaches, the general manager. And I'm not asking you to tell tales out of school here, Michael. Is there any thought of pressing Dubis and Babcock when you get them, uh, most likely individually, on what the heck's going on between those two? Or is this just sort of an unspoken thing? Like, you know it, it, you don't talk about it because you don't want to tick these guys off because they might want to not want to talk to you going forward. They're, they're, they both handle the media deftly. And when you press them on something, and I think that, that the whole Jason Spezza thing last week, you know, was an opportunity to sort of press to see, you know, what was going on in terms of that divide that we think is going on. And, you know, Duba said, well, there is no divide. Uh, you know, we're on the same page. And I, I, I don't think you're going to get anything going, going in that direction. Mm-hmm. But right now they have, a, they have a unified front. This is an early concern, an early bad start. And, but if it gets worse, if yeah. it lasts longer, then I think you'll start to see more questions. There is no panic here. There's no overt cause for concern. But I didn't like what I saw on Thursday night. At Scotiabank Arena, the Leafs losing 7-3 to the Tampa Bay Lightning, a team they should aspire to become and then overcome. I just didn't like what I saw, and that's my prerogative. And I think most people share uh, the same sentiments. Our buddy Sonny at Takar77 bringing up Babcock or his lack of in-game adjustments. Uh, something to be concerned about. Have we seen this movie before? He's asking in Robert James, a devoted listener to the podcast, saying Babcock is not getting fired and uh, the hierarchy of MLSC and history of Babcock hiring, plus Shanny babysitting Dubas on negotiations and recent acquisitions should make it obvious. MB is in for the ride. I think Mike Babcock is in it to either win it or lose it or be fired for this season. Mike, last word to you, buddy. Yeah, I, I think that the assessments that you just read are fairly clear. Babcock, unless there is a, 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 a collapse of epic proportions, he's going to get the year. They're going to find out where this team is going and it will be all sort of an analyzed and decided after the season. Mm-hmm. Michael, you're a wonderful guy and I hope that you enjoy whatever you do on Fridays, obviously doing all sorts of stuff for uh, local media, international media. You're one of the best in the game, my friend. We will reconvene for the Sunday Spectacular Canadian Thanksgiving styles, hopefully after a Leafs drubbing of the wings. Talk to you then, buddy.